We are eternally grateful to the great God of heaven who hath brought us to this sacred place to ingest and digest the word of God. Uh, various speakers have already shared with us the unsearchable riches of God, and we're thankful to them uh, for the unique gift that God has given them. And I'm honored and humbled today to share uh, in this platform with such great men of God uh, who have come to this place to share with us uh, a word from God. And to Brother Pointer and to Brother Rupert, I am thankful for you uh, today. And to this lectureship committee, I want to express my greatest thanks for this invitation to come uh, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas to share uh, with you this day. Uh, with me, we have several uh, people from uh, the East Point Church. Uh, one of our elders and his wife, brother and sister Jernigan, want them to stand at this time so we can see them. Uh, thank them for coming. <clears throat> and then I brought my boss with me, uh, Dr. Helen Curtis. She is uh, truly uh, the gift that God has given me uh, in the ministry, and she keeps me straight. And so I thank God for her. Uh, Dr. Curtis, will you stand at this time so we can recognize you at this time? Thankful to her uh, for making this journey uh, as well. Uh, turn with me very quickly. I'm, I'm going to give some time back because I know time has been far spent. And so I will not have time to really unpack all of this, but I'm just going to share a few things with you and then uh, we'll go ahead on to lunch. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, and I'm just going to read not the entirety of the text, uh, but just a few verses uh, verse, starting at verse number 9, Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 9. And I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible. It says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to rest and enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example, their example of disobedience. And I've been assigned the subject that Jesus is greater uh, at providing rest. One of the greatest aspects of the Christian faith is the affordability of a resting place. I want to say that again. I said one of the greatest aspects of the Christian faith is the affordability of a resting place. David spoke of such a resting place in the 23rd Psalm when he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
and he leads me beside the still waters and he restoreth my soul. In other words, he gives me rest over and over again. David understood that sheep were restless and in need of guidance. And because of this great restlessness, we were in need of a shepherd. And I came today to tell somebody that I have lived long enough to realize that solace and serenity is only found in the Lord. I have tried myself to fix it and tried to handle it and tried to maneuver it and I have found that only in Jesus is a resting place. Uh, to fully comprehend the rest that the Hebrews writer pulls on in the Old Testament, he talks about a Sabbath rest. And understand this, you have to understand the totality of what the Sabbath rest was all about. In the book of Genesis, God opens up the book of Genesis by creating the heavens and the earth. The Bible says he puts in work by creating all that we have enjoyed today. He not only does that, but he works at the hem of the earth by creating man in his own image. The Bible says after his likeness, he creates man and he creates him from the dust of the ground. He breathes into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And after all is said and done, the Bible says that God rested on the seventh day. What God does here, God enters into holy and sacred rest after he understands that his work had been completed. After his work had been completed, God moves into a sacred and a holy space of rest. I hope y'all understand what I'm saying. God moves into a sacred and a holy space of rest. And if you follow the book of Genesis, God does not move from his sacred and holy space of rest until man breaches the contract of God and man sins. I want you to see this. God does not move from rest until man sins. When do we see God move again? God, the Bible says, we don't see God move until man sins and the Bible says you find him walking in the garden looking for man he says where are you Adam and Adam has to hide himself because Adam found out that he was naked and what God does he slays a lamb and he covers Adam with the, the, the skins of a slain innocent animal and so what I want you to understand is that sin broke the rest let me say that again. I said sin broke the rest. Let me say that again. Sin broke the rest. In, in Exodus, in Exodus, let me hear it. In Exodus, the Bible says that God doesn't really speak about a Sabbath again until he speaks to Moses on the uh, Mount Sinai and he gives Moses a ten, uh, a set of ten commandments and one of them was to remember 
the Sabbath. And so what he wants you to understand here is that I want you to remember that I entered into a sacred and a holy rest. And it was your sin that broke my rest. And what I want you to understand is that when you remember the Sabbath, I want you to remember that it was your sin that robbed you of joy. It was your sin that robbed you of peace. It was your sin that robbed you of everything every good and perfect gift that comes from above. And I need you to reflect on this Sabbath. On this Sabbath. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verses 21 and 22 he tells the people of Israel do not carry any load on the Sabbath day. In other words I don't want you to be bogged down or heavy laden when you come into my presence. I don't want you to have any weight on your shoulder when you come into this worship experience with me. Then he says to them, don't take anything from your home. In other words, I know where you've come from and I don't want you to bring anything from your house to the place of worship. I wish I had three people that would understand that every now and then when we come into the presence of God, we bring some baggage with us. I know y'all church folk, but, but every now and then I, I bring some of the weight of the world on my shoulders. And God says, when you enter the Sabbath day, I don't want you to bring anything that could easily distract you from my presence. Ah, the Sabbath, the Sabbath, the Sabbath freed the children of Israel. It is because the Sabbath was a time and a space in which the children of Israel could not work or could not labor. And so if you look at it from an aerial point of view, the Sabbath literally removes the weight of labor. Oh, y'all missing this. The Sabbath literally removes the weight of labor and it lets you enter into the presence of God free of any distraction, free of any problem, free of any issue. I wish I had somebody in here that says, I want to enter the presence of God free and freedom is in the grace of God. But I want you to understand that if you limit yourself to a Sabbath, understanding it to be just a 24-hour period, you missed it. Let me say it again. If you limit the Sabbath to a 24-hour period of time, you've missed it. Because the Sabbath is bigger than 24 hours. It represents a spiritual space in which God can remove the cares and the affairs of life and he can exchange it for a period of peaceful rest and communion with him. Now let me hurry, let me hurry because this topic suggests that Jesus is better at providing rest because what you have to understand of course is that most of the things as Brother Rupert already alluded to in the Old Testament is a shadow. It is a shadow
know of things to come in the New Testament. And so what God really showed us is that just as I finished my work in creation and I entered into a sacred space of rest, I want you to understand that just as God the Father finished his work in the beginning, Jesus God the Son finished his work of redemption through the setting of blood. The Bible says that when, y'all remember the story, he was hanging on Calvary's hill and the Bible says that they nailed him in his hands and in his feet. Do I have a church in here? And the Bible says that the centurion soldier pierced him in the side and uh, before he died uh, he's uttered the words uh, and he echoed all the way back to Genesis when he said it is finished what he's saying is now time uh, for me to enter into the sacred space of Sabbath rest what he's saying uh, is that now it's time uh, for me to uh, allow the cycle uh, to uh, begin uh, in and now he's seated on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and for me what he's saying is that now sin, the burden and the labor of sin has no more power because now you enter into uh, not law but enter into the grace of God I wish I had somebody that understands that there is a rest in the grace of God because I no longer have to work for my salvation. I no longer have to try to make it on my own, but I'm laying down in the peacefulness of God. I'm entered into my, I ain't gotta die to enter into rest. I'm resting right now. Y'all ain't seeing nothing. I said I'm resting right now because I'm entered into the grace of God. Do I have a witness? And uh, when I enter into that rest, I can hear, I got to go, y'all. I can hear him say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will, I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke, that Lord upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find, you're going to find, you're going to find, find rest unto your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Uh, Y'all don't like that. Well then uh, I can understand this. When peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrow like seas below roll. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, yeah, Lord, it is well. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It is well with my soul. Y'all ain't seeing this. Somebody said, I came to Jesus just as I was. I was wounded. I was worn. And I was sad. But I found in him a resting place. And he has made me glad. How many of you that afternoon can say I'm in the rest 
servant of the Lord. He'll make your enemies your footstool. He'll turn your life upside down. I'm in the, I ain't worried about nobody because he am in the rest of the Lord. And I know he'll make everything all right. Will you give God praise in the house for us? The rest of the Lord. May God bless you and may heaven smile upon you.